Welcome to Leadership Matters with Dr. Cheryl White, Linda Schub, Gerald McFadden, Andre Howard, Tom Wall, and Rihanna Absar. This is your forum for exploring and discussing challenges that are faced by public and nonprofit leaders. And now, Leadership Matters. Good afternoon, and thank you for tuning in to Leadership Matters, informing leaders, inspiring solutions. I'm Cheryl White, and I bring you greetings from the Neighborhood House Association in San Diego, California, where Jeffrey Carr is our board chair, and Rudolph Johnson III is our president and CEO. Our mission is enriching lives through a continuum of education and wellness services, our vision, healthy and educated communities where dreams become reality. We hope today's episode and every episode of Leadership Matters offers value-added and thought-provoking ideals for advancing emerging and current leaders. Today, we're going to be talking about inclusive economics, nonprofits, and leaderships. We invite you to join the conversation by emailing or calling in our email address, leadershipmattersquestions at innovisions.org. Again, that's leadershipmattersquestions, all one word, at I-N-N-O-V-I-S-I-O-N-S dot org. Or please feel free to call in to the conversation at 1-866-472-5790. 1-866-472-5790. So to help us have our conversation today, we have uh, Rudolph Johnson III, President and CEO of the Neighborhood House Association in San Diego, California. Welcome, Rudy. Thank you very much. Good to be back on the show, Doc. Great to have you back on the show. And also with us today, we have Dwight Smith, General Counsel and General Manager of our legal department here at the Neighborhood House Association, also in San Diego, California. Welcome, Dwight. Thank you, Dr. White. Great. Well, to get started, I'm just going to ask each of you to share a little bit about yourself and your connection to today's topic. Rudy, can we ask you to go first? Sure. Um, Currently, I serve as the President and CEO of the Neighborhood House Association here in San Diego, California. I'm in my 13th year of service. Um, Prior to serving as President and CEO, I uh, did a tour of duty at the San Diego Convention Center Corporation, where I served as the General Manager, um, Director of Operations, and built the first expansion, major expansion of the San Diego Convention Center. Then I did a nine-year stint with the city of San Diego. So it's good to be here. Wonderful. Great to have you. And Dwight, how about a little bit about yourself? Oh, absolutely. Well, let me start from the beginning. Um, I was born in Chicago and raised until the age of eight in one of the nation's most crime-ridden public housing projects called Cabrini Green. Uh, Cabrini Green was once considered a model housing project consisting of more than 3,600 units and high-rises, but it was becoming less desirable day by day. As many people may recall, back in 1972, um, there's a sniper at Cabrini-Green that killed two Chicago police officers. And beginning in 1995, uh, Cabrini-Green was being demolished in stages. But what was important for me and my family at that point is both of my parents worked, and we found um, education was one of the best methods that we were able to remove ourselves from that situation. Currently, I find myself also at the Neighborhood House Association as a a general counsel and um, had a great career up to this point. Wonderful. Thank you. I appreciate um, hearing about your, um, I would say, early upbringing. I think um, it takes us into this topic on inclusive economics because I'm sure education and housing 
are both part of that um, that plan, so to speak. I want to ask uh, maybe Mr. Johnson, uh, Rudy, if we could have you jump in and just share a little bit about what is inclusive economics. Sure. So inclusive economics is a confluence of growth, major growth in a city, prosperity in terms of the standard of living that individuals enjoy, and then inclusion, making sure that everyone gets a a share of uh, the growth and prosperity and no particular group or sector of the community is left out. And when you do that responsibly, uh, you have a healthy city that grows and prospers and is highly sought and is in high demand for businesses to come to and and to grow and to bring employees and to raise families. And um, here in San Diego, um, we are partnering with the Economic Development uh, Corporation um, trying to embrace this inclusive economic um, idea and concept and really help to create a roadmap to success in ensuring that everyone um, adds to the equation and enjoys the economic windfall that I know San Diego has on the horizon. So in a nutshell, um, this is a new trend. Um, there's only a few cities in the United States that are really taking this, this, this uh, concept on. San Diego is one of those um, cities that are uh, in the forefront, on the horizon of embracing this concept. And we here at the Neighborhood House Association stand ready to be part of the solution with the local EDC. Wonderful. Thank you for uh, sharing. Dwight, anything you'd like to add? Well, everything Rudy said, uh, additional comments would be, uh, in my mind, inclusive economics is based on the concept that a racially diverse and well-trained workforce is essential really to fill the type of good jobs. Uh, By good jobs, I mean, you know, you can afford the housing, uh, they provide medical insurance, reliable child care. So we need to have an inclusive economic that includes racially diverse workforce uh, because we're looking at the workforce that will be around in 20 years and the jobs that will be around in 20 years. It's also a recognition that a diverse uh, workforce helps to enrich all communities. Uh, Sustainable growth requires inclusive growth. So employment of excluded groups raises the overall standard of living, and it creates a sustainable number of workers and consumers for the region. So that's what we're trying to do here at Neighborhood House as well. Let me just add to to what Dwight, can I just add to what Dwight just said? Absolutely. Um, That's not an easy undertaking. You know, I know we kind of simplified it in, in a few sentences, however, you know, most major cities are struggling to embrace this concept, and um, that that really is what excites me about San Diego, is that I think we have the foundation to truly embrace this concept and truly move it uh, forward. Mm-hmm. I love that. I know one of the uh, um, several definitions that are out there, and I'm not even sure where this one came from, but when I stumbled across it, I liked it, and it was inclusive economics means empowering the whole of humanity to participate in a robust and inclusive economic process. And um, I think that that, you know, underscores and speaks to both both 
what uh, Rudy, you shared as well as Dwight, um, some of the details that you shared related to this as well. I'm going to um, ask us to step back for just a second because I know that inclusive economics is one of the things in the um, title of today's show, but mm-hmm. want to also um, just give pause to this thought of nonprofits. And Dwight, I'm going to ask you just to share what is a nonprofit organization? Oh, yes. Uh, a nonprofit is uh, a corporate entity that's recognized under the Internal Revenue Code and is created for the purpose of a civic, uh, religious, community, or membership-type purpose. It's designed to serve the public good. It's not meant to enrich individual members, but nonprofits are designed to achieve a common purpose, serve a common good. As you have, like, many museums, uh, many schools, and great organizations like, you know, Neighborhood House Association that started as a settlement house. But that's the basic thing, uh, basic uh, purpose of most nonprofit organizations. Okay, I appreciate that. Rudy, anything you'd like to add to what a nonprofit organization is before I ask you to share a little bit more about, you know, just the role that um, nonprofit organizations play in the local economy and beyond? So any thoughts? that you want to share about what a nonprofit is? Well, I think the counselor hit it right on the head. Um, I, I know you're going to roll into kind of, you know, how we view our economic position, so I'll wait for that question to drop because, mm-hmm. you know, it's important for nonprofits to under, kind of understand their significance in the local economy. Great. Thank you. And so I'll um, add to Dwight and just say, you know, we're – talking today about nonprofit organizations and nonprofit organizations serve the public's good and um, making the connection to what Rudy was just talking about, the role that nonprofit organizations play in local economies and and beyond. Uh, Just in general, um, Rudy, what do you see as the role that nonprofits uh, do play in local economies? Sure. Uh, let me back up a half a click, though, Doc, before I, I dive right into the role that we play. This is, um, you know, a concept that we at the Neighborhood House Association in San Diego have been engaged in, engaged in for quite some time. I think we have always talked about our economic positioning uh, in the local economy in terms of the number of FTEs, the amount of commerce we we spread around uh, through payroll, goods and services, et cetera. And we really have talked about our, you know, nonprofit organization as an economic engine. Let me say that. Now, stepping forward, why is that important for nonprofits to, to understand that? Uh, because we are moving commerce uh, throughout our local cities, counties, and, and states. We are hiring individuals Dwight talked about, you know, uh, jobs that create, you know, a livable wage and, and pushing those livable, livable wage jobs into um, just a notch above livable wage where you can afford home ownership, et cetera, et cetera. You know, now you're moving into another category of employer. And um, lastly, I'll say this, um, the more individuals that you employ – from certain spots or hot spots in the community, the better off you are in creating a solution for um, what we call this economic, um, you know, this, this inclusive economic solution 
because traditionally some of these private organizations that may be, you know, out of the inner city or out of the core of the inner city on the outskirts may not be reaching back into the inner city and hiring individuals that live in the inner city to come and go to work and make a living uh, at these for-profit organizations. So oftentimes that responsibility falls on the, on the shoulders of nonprofit organizations. And I'm going to end with this. The Neighborhood mm-hmm. House Association hires 836 full-time equivalent, you know, so Rudy, um, in gonna, a year. I'm going to pause you for just a second because we have to go to commercial break, but I want to start sure. back with that um, that powerful information with regards sure. to the role that Neighborhood House plays. And then, Dwight, I'm going to invite you back sure. in to also talk about um, the role that nonprofits play in general in case there was something you wanted to add uh, to that item. So please yeah, stay with yeah, us. We'll be right back with more on Leadership Matters, informing leaders, inspiring solutions. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. Leadership Matters is brought to you by InnoVisions. Need to improve leadership, staff, or organization performance? Contact InnoVisions today for quality, effective, and affordable leadership, staff, and organization development training, coaching, and consulting services. Call 858-244-8264. That's 858-244-8264. Or send an email to Dr. White. Her email address is drwhite at InnoVisions.org. InnoVisions is a social enterprise of the Neighborhood House Association of San Diego, California. Funds raised go to support the Neighborhood House Association's mission, developing children, families, and future leaders of our communities through empowerment, education, and wellness. Does your organization lack proper leadership? We're not necessarily talking about experience, but about how to face the changing dynamic of leadership today. Sometimes the people we lead know more. Old ways don't work anymore, and the comfort zone just becomes too easy. Listen for Out of the Comfort Zone with Dr. Wanda Wallace. We'll show you how you can adapt and develop your leadership skills to today's workplace. Every Friday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific Time on Voice America Business. How is your work-life balance? In most businesses, no matter where you are positioned, there is always room for improvement. If you're an executive, learn insight about your business. Are you an employee? Learn how to better work with your team. Even if you're not in business, you can learn where your strengths and weaknesses can be played to their best potential. The Work-Life Balance with host Rick Morris can be heard live every Friday at 5 p.m. Eastern Time, 2 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. From the boardroom to you, Voice America Business Network. You are listening to Leadership Matters with Dr. Cheryl White, Linda Schub, Gerald McFadden, Andre Howard, Tom Wall, and Rihanna Absar. If you have a question or comment about today's program, please call 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. Or send an email to leadershipmatters at innovisions.org. Now, back to Leadership Matters. 
And we're back with more on Leadership Matters, bringing you greetings from the Neighborhood House Association in San Diego, California. I'm your host for today, Cheryl White, and I am delighted to have our president and CEO, Mr. Rudolph Johnson, uh, with us today, as well as our general counsel and um, general manager of our legal department, Dwight Smith. Welcome back to both of you. Thank you. Thank you. Mm-hmm, thank you. And I know before we went to break, uh, Rudy, you were speaking on uh, this, this question as it relates to the role that nonprofits play in the local economies. I think you're just about to talk about the 800-plus workforce here at Neighborhood House Association, so I'm going to just toss it right sure. back over to you. Yeah, no, I was just going to sum it up by saying, you know, we're a major employer. You know, the fact that we hire 830-plus full-time equivalents in a, in a given fiscal year just speaks to how robust we are as an organization. And, you know, if you think about it, um, if we were to close our doors, there would be 836 San Diegans looking for full-time work. And so I'll put a period there, and, and I know the counselor wanted to jump in. Yeah, no, that's right. great. And, mm-hmm. and yeah, I, 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 I um, underscore... Uh, Rudy, in your example, you're talking about the FT, the uh, full-time employees, the commerce, the goods, and the services, um, how that's part of the nonprofit's role. And then, Dwight, you were going to add to? Right. I wanted to say, in addition to the, the most excellent uh, role nonprofits play as, as far as the economics of a community, you know, nonprofits also serve as a refuge for many people, a place of shelter. Uh, usually these are the safe zones in a community where people can congregate, receive information. Um, you know, many times, it, especially for our organization, we set the example, all of our facilities are maintained to the highest level of um, cleanliness, uh, we make certain they look beautiful, and many times we are enhancing the local community. So again, the concept that nonprofits, not only the good work they do, but just the very presence, the foundation, the way they can stabilize a community uh, cannot be underestimated. The fact that there's a place people can go every day to get resources or um, refuge, safety zones, uh, is unmeasurable, and, and that they're so very important for that reason as well. Wonderful. Thank you for adding that. Uh, Rudy, can we go back to you and maybe ask you to use Neighborhood House Association as an example of just how a nonprofit does serve, indeed, as an economic engine? Sure. And, and you know, I, I, I think, again, you know, I want to just echo what Dwight um, just hit on. You know, obviously today on, on this radio show, my focus is about positioning nonprofits as a, an economic engine in your local economy. The both and, as Doc, you would say in your training exercises, is the mm-hmm. fact that we're mission-driven and we don't degradate our mission by being an economic engine. It's a dual benefit to the local economy and the local um, you know, environment. Um, we're accomplishing our social goals and we're we're pushing commerce through the local economy as we're doing that. So it's a dual win for the local um, you know, economy. And so having said that, I mean, aside from the FTEs and why the FTEs are so important is a very small thing called payroll. Every two weeks, 
our payroll is $1.3 million every two weeks. And so you have a new drop of $1.3 million falling into the local economy, mostly into these inner city hot spots where we're hiring these individuals out of to come to work for our organization. They turn around and play rent. They go to the uh, grocery store, gas station, et cetera. And that, that money starts to bounce at least 1.35 times in the local economy. We buy goods and services, cars, trucks, uh, copiers, office furniture, etc. So you're pushing, you're pushing commerce. And then we are, we're in lease agreements, about $6 million a year around the county. And, you know, that is a revenue stream for churches, for strip malls, for landlords, for school districts, etc. And so you can see how that constant drumbeat of commerce running through our coffers and into the local economy is helping to boost uh, that, that economy and really move San Diego forward. Mm-hmm. Thank you. I appreciate that. And I, I think the examples that you um, gave and the items that you touched on previously as relates to the local economies, um, talking about the goods and the services, so you have payroll, leases, goods, and services all adding um, to the local economy. And I loved your focus on the kind of like the dual win for the local community as well as the uh, local economy. Dwight, anything you'd like to add? Well, I was going to talk more about um, some of the unique things about San Diego being a community mainly of small businesses. And, and when we, like NHA, will be considered a small business, you really have to try to figure out, back to this inclusive growth concept, what do people need to get the jobs that are being created in the future? So along that line, I think, you know, as Rudy alluded to, NHA is involved in many things such as getting people prepared for work, uh, giving them their first work experience, and uh, learning and teaching about soft skills, you know, showing up on time, how to be courteous, how to exhibit excellence in all manners of your work. So some of these soft skills um, – May, may not be translating down to people who normally go to the smaller employers, but that's a, a key role that NHA can play as far as getting our youth and teens ready for their first job. Um, many in the uh, wealthy communities may have many opportunities to mom or dad to work day, but in our communities, there may not be an opportunity to see what it's actually like to work in an office setting. So again, our, our nonprofit organization serves that mentorship role as well. And I think um, if we didn't talk about that, I just want to make that point. No, yeah, that, no. That's, a, that's a great point. That's mm-hmm. a great point, Dwight. And, and let me just add just a few more wrinkles to that. So we operate under what we call a continuum of care model that takes children and families from birth and brings them back to the workforce, preferably here at the neighborhood house 20 years from now. That is our vision, stringing those programs together. And as Dwight said, there's a couple programs in particularly, the College Academy, which prepares young uh, juniors to go to college, and then the Summer Intern Youth Program, which gives them real-life work experience during the summer inside an operation that they may be majoring in 
which is really building their future resume and giving them valid work experience, is part of that social responsibility we have to the community. But the dual effect on that is, and we're paying them. <laughs> so we're paying these youngsters to come back, learn a trade, get work experience, build a resume, and then sending them back out into society. And the only thing we ask of them is to consider San Diego in the future once they finish their schooling, um, et cetera. Mm-hmm. You know, I think that's awesome. And I'll even add, you know, the direct benefit that the economy gets if I go to what Dwight was speaking of as relates to preparing our youth of today for the future, even going to our homework center and looking as as far down the road and um, just the reach that we have with early Head Start and Head Start preparing them to have the foundation skills so that they are prepared for learning those advanced job skills and career skills and... Um, and even the engagement of the parents and the families and being able to, again, uh, further fortify the community. So I think there's so many ways in which nonprofits, our nonprofit here at Neighborhood House Association and many others are contributing to the um, wealth and well-being of our communities. Sure. Right. Dr. Well, I'd like to add, yeah. a, add a point. I know Rudy alluded to uh, a moment ago our internships. He said mm-hmm. paid internships. Now, that's, that's really key. You know, an internship by itself can be a barrier for those in our communities because most internships are not paid. And it requires a strong family, a strong support network for an individual to go spend eight hours a day for weeks on end to gain that experience without pay. Many of us cannot take advantage of that. So when we when, – when, Rudy mentioned paid internships. That is not a small matter. Uh, mm-hmm. When our youths come, they will be fully compensated, and it makes the learning experience more valuable, and um, it extends that opportunity to those who cannot otherwise afford to be someplace for eight hours a day without earning income. So it, it's such a critical point. As, as Rudy and the team tour with the um, San Diego EDC we realized some of the concepts we were hearing, NHA has been implementing for years upon years. I think nonprofits like ours that work in the community, we know the needs of our community. So we have taken the step ahead of time to do what is working. We're just trying to find ways that people can replicate and expand the current services we provide. We think we have the formula for success. We think we have the secret sauce. We just need awesome. people to participate in the recipe that we've found works for our community. Mm-hmm. Great. Thank you, well Dwight. Said. Well um, said. Lo- love those points. Rudy, it seemed like I heard your voice. Yeah. You were going to say something a little while ago? Oh, no. I was just, you know, this is a subject I can go on and on about. But, you know, in, in playing off of Dwight has been great because him and I, first of all, are laser-focused. This is This is our baby. You know, we attend all of the meetings with EDC, but the the finer point I wanted to make was that you know what I'm gonna I'm gonna pause yeah, you right there because yeah, we're gonna sure, go to break and sure, I'm and I'm sure. gonna look forward to hearing um, okay. that additional point. And when we come back, we're gonna talk more about this um, topic of inclusive economics and then right. what social disparities may exist, our barriers that we have to be aware of and try to overcome as we look toward achieving economic. Um, 
inclusiveness. So stay with us. We'll be right back with more on Leadership Matters, informing leaders, inspiring solutions. Voice America Business Network, the bottom line in business. Leadership Matters is brought to you by InnoVisions. Need to improve leadership, staff, or organization performance? Contact InnoVisions today for quality, effective, and affordable leadership, staff, and organization development training, coaching, and consulting services. Call 858-244-8264. That's 858-244-8264. Or send an email to Dr. White. Her email address is drwhite at InnoVisions.org. InnoVisions is a social enterprise of the Neighborhood House Association of San Diego, California. Funds raised go to support the Neighborhood House Association's mission, developing children, families, and future leaders of our communities through empowerment, education, and wellness. The pace of change in the world is increasing exponentially and shows no signs of slowing down. Leadership is evolving and requires more and more innovative leaders to keep up. Innovative Leaders Driving Thriving Organizations with Maureen Metcalf features interviews with global business leaders, thought leaders, and academics in a wide range of industries. Proven concepts and tools may be applied to build your organization and deliver sustainable success. Tune in every Tuesday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific on Voice America Business. Trends in global business are changing all the time. It used to only be worrying about your competitor across the street, but now that competitor may be across the world. On Global Business with Mahesh Joshi, we discuss the trends in global business, plus issues and solutions that business leaders face today. Each show is guaranteed to teach you something that you didn't know before about global business. Listen live every Wednesday at noon Eastern Time, 9 a.m. Pacific Time on the Think you've seen everything there is to see in online television? Let us surprise you. Visit voiceamerica.tv today for sports, health, business, and more on demand 24-7. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. You are listening to Leadership Matters with Dr. Cheryl White, Linda Schub, Gerald McFadden, Andre Howard, Tom Wall, and Rihanna Absar. If you have a question or comment about today's program, please call 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. Or send an email to leadershipmatters at innovisions.org. Now, back to Leadership Matters. And we're back with more on Leadership Matters today, talking about inclusive economics, nonprofits, and leadership. And excited to have Rudolph Johnson III, President and CEO of Neighborhood House Association, on the line, along with Dwight Smith, our General Counsel, as well as our General Manager of Legal. And I'm Cheryl White, also with the Neighborhood House Association. I know, Rudy, before we went to break, you were going to share... um, just a thought that came to mind, kind of bouncing off of what Dwight had said. So I want to just throw it back to you to continue. Thank you, Doc. Yeah, just to put a finer point on the points that uh, Dwight made before the break, 
the the you know it's a three-legged stool and i talk about growth prosperity and inclusion the piece that i think we do extremely well is the inclusive the inclusion piece which is part of our dna as an organization um, we're probably one of the most diverse nonprofits in the city from uh, management you know to frontline and everywhere in between as well as our policy body and moving through you know San Diego as diverse as we are and representing all sectors of the communities that we serve again it's just something that's organic for us for a lot of individuals that we sit at the table with uh, this is this is something they have to learn how to do better. Uh, this is not organic uh, necessarily. So when you look at that three-legged stool and you look at growth, uh, you can create jobs and and you can you know build on that prosperity. You can you can try to ensure that everyone is moving from renting to owning, et cetera, et cetera. But the inclusion piece is a piece that I really think we have an opportunity to be the leader in, and I just wanted to put that finer point on that because we haven't spent a lot of time on the inclusion piece. Great. No, I appreciate that. Uh, Dwight, any thoughts come to mind for you or, Rudy, how about yourself with regards to that um, tackling that piece of inclusion for others? Well, well I, I'll jump in. This is Dwight. Uh, we know from the data that black and brown people are not adequately represented in jobs requiring uh, more technology, more computer use, and, or software knowledge. But this is a segment of society that will very soon represent the majority of workers in the next 20 years. So this is a mission critical for us because we run the risk of creating a society of the have and have not. You know, an economy that does not work for all cannot sustain society that works for all. Um, and, again, one of the ways we're trying to bridge these gaps is we're looking at, even in our job descriptions, typically everyone wants to have a bachelor's degree or a college degree. But when you break it down, many of the skills to do the job can be learned almost in an apprenticeship mode or a vocational skill mode. And, uh, in fact, we've had much success here at Neighborhood House. We've had people come through our legal department, through our finance department, through our IT department, without any of the typical skills one would look for to get a position in those uh, areas. And these people, these students, these young people, have done marvelously with the hands-on uh, tutoring and the actual learning what do you need to do the job Forgetting about the degree, just what do you need to do the job? So we feel uh, across the board, if organizations can really look at the requirements of do you really need a bachelor's degree, do you need a um, a degree in particular math skills. Some things, of course, like engineers will require a degree, but we encourage organizations to take a fresh look at what does it take to actually do the job and can those skills be learned in a short tutorial or uh, apprenticeship program. So that, that's a point that I think, again, NHA has done a very good job at. We risk, wish people could replicate some of the simple things that we've done and found successful. Great. Sure. And, uh, yeah, Rudy, anything else yeah. you might add with regards to how sure. we might go about filling that gap? So, you know, just, you know, um, two points that um, I would would put on this, you know, number one, there's a uh, concept in the National Football League called the Rooney Rule. The Rooney Rule was 
uh, enacted by uh, the owner of, I believe, is the Pittsburgh Steelers. They were looking for head coaches and trying to diversify their head coach portfolio years ago. And one of the criteria was that you had to have been a coordinator, either defensive or offensive coordinator, to be in line for a head coaching job. Obviously, coaches of color hadn't risen to those levels, so they never made it to the final round of these interviews for head coaching jobs. The Rooney Rule suggests you can take someone outside of that realm and pluck them into the final three to be interviewed in order to create the critical mass you need to have a breakthrough. We need Rooney Rule opportunities in San Diego. You know, you may not be uh, part of that standard line of skill set that a company may need. Sometimes you have to reach outside of that, give someone an opportunity, and they can be successful. So that mm-hmm. was the point one uh, I was going to make. Point two is, um, according to the research that we've seen from EDC, there are third-grade classes here in San Diego County that have a mixture of Hispanic and African-American third-graders that are going to be our workforce in the future. And we need to get their math and science skill level up to a point in which they can you know, achieve those jobs that are going to require that high skill set that Dwight had mentioned earlier in the future, you know, 20 years from now. And so when you look at that pipeline, you have to say it's too late when we get into the summer youth program. We have to be involved in the K-12 through system right now to ensure that that workforce of tomorrow is adequately prepared because it's going to come a day when they're going to be the workers that we need to continue to lead this, this fine city. And so we're reaching back into the K-12 through systems, and we're, uh, through our continuum of care model, are preparing those future employees to come to work for organizations like the Neighborhood House. No, I think yeah. that's great. I think another thing that uh, I'll just add, because I know, Rudy, you've been a, a great uh, supporter of, is having our um, HR uh, team um, engage in career fairs with the historically black colleges. I think that that's another way of attracting um, diverse uh, persons with diverse skill sets to the workforce as well. So I love all of these um, pieces that you've summed up, the fresh look at requirements, what does the job actually require. Um, I think that was um, great uh, to bring to the table, Dwight, as well as, um, you know, just, um, hmm, being more uh, flexible and yeah, sure. considering the uh, the way in which we uh, look at the um, the growth of our youth, uh, you know, targeting the development, the homework centers, the um, just the it, development. Uh, it, it, I think the forward the, thinking. Maybe that's what I'm looking yeah. for. Like the forward thinking of knowing that we're kind of growing the right. um, tomorrow's workforce and really um, engaging from that space of being intentional about ensuring that they're well-equipped for tomorrow's um, jobs and opportunities. Right. So, so, so just Dwight, one uh, quick point uh, on HBCUs. You know, mm-hmm. Doc, I'm, I'm from an HBCU, and I know you're very fond of HBCUs as well. 
I thought it was my responsibility as a president and CEO of this company to personally go out to these HBCUs and ask individuals to come to work for this organization. I see it all the time from my colleagues. Um, you know, I also went to San Diego State University uh, to do my graduate work, and, you know, hiring Aztecs um, is a mantra, and they get out into the workforce and they ensure that they're hiring Aztecs. So, you know, I think CEOs that come from HBCUs ought to be willing to go back to those HBCUs and grab some of that talent. That's the point I wanted to make. Mm-hmm. Wonderful. Thank you for making that point. Dwight, I think I heard your voice. Yes. I, you know, um, Rudy has made several good points, but one, one of his favorite sayings he has not yet used, I'm going to prompt him with that, you know, his concept the rising tide lifts all boats. You know, we're here in America's finest city, very high cost of living, very expensive. People find it hard to believe that there are poor people, people in need, people under the federal poverty limit, so many right here in San Diego. The outside view is San Diego has everything going for it. We have the military. We have high tech. We have life sciences. What don't we have? But Rudy said it so eloquently the other day, you know, yes, the entire San Diego economy is doing well. The belief that if you're in this city, you know, the, the rising tide is going to lift all boats. The point is mm-hmm. you have to be mm-hmm. in the boat. Right. If you're not in that boat, you're going to mm-hmm. be on the sideline. You're going to be drowning because you're right. not part of that upward mobility. And, uh, you know, it's easy to look at San Diego and say we're doing so well. Look how beautiful we are. But not everyone is in that boat. We're not all participating equally in the upward growth of the stock market, housing market, and all the job opportunities that are here. We're not participating on an equal basis. Great. Here, here. I appreciate here, that here. point. So we're going to go um, to a, a brief commercial break and be right back and really want to hear just some of your um, final thoughts relative to inclusive economics, be that societal disparities, or what can be done to create a positive change and continue to move forward in advancing inclusive economics. So stay with us. We'll be right back with more on Leadership Matters, informing leaders, inspiring solutions. business community's first choice in internet talk radio voice america business network leadership matters is brought to you by InnoVisions. need to improve leadership staff or organization performance contact InnoVisions today for quality effective and affordable leadership staff and organization development training coaching and consulting services Call 858-244-8264. That's 858-244-8264. Or send an email to Dr. White. Her email address is drwhite at InnoVisions.org. InnoVisions is a social enterprise of the Neighborhood House Association of San Diego, California. Funds raised go to support the Neighborhood House Association's mission, developing children, families, and future leaders of our communities through empowerment, education, and wellness. 
Many industries have been revolutionized by technology in the last decade. Books, music, TV, communications, and now it's happening to our money and the way we pay. Tune in to Breaking Banks with Brett King for a look at how technology and customer behavior will bring about more changes in banking in the next 10 years than in the last 200 years. Listen every Thursday at 3 p.m. Eastern Time, noon Pacific on Voice America Business Channel or on AM 1160 The Voice. You'll never look at your bank account the same again. Bob Pritchard has over 30 years of experience as a straight-talking business consultant and author working with some of the top Fortune 500 companies. Now he's come to the Voice America Business Channel to help you and your business. Tune in to the Bob Pritchard Radio Show for information about starting and successfully running a profitable business. From the movers and shakers to great marketing screw-ups, you can't afford to miss a single edition of the Bob Pritchard Radio Show, Tuesdays at 5 p.m. Pacific, 8 p.m. Eastern on Voice America Business. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Voice America Business Network. The bottom line in business. You are listening to Leadership Matters with Dr. Cheryl White, Linda Schub, Gerald McFadden, Andre Howard, Tom Wall, and Rihanna Absar. If you have a question or comment about today's program, please call 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. Or send an email to leadershipmatters at innovisions.org. Now, back to Leadership Matters. And we're back with more on Leadership Matters. Rudolph Johnson, President and CEO of Neighborhood House Association, Dwight Smith, General Counsel and General Manager of our legal department here at the Neighborhood House Association, and I'm your host for today, Cheryl White. I'm loving um, this conversation on inclusive economics, nonprofits, and leadership. want to have us continue it, maybe thinking about what um, NHA is doing or what can be done to help create positive change and advance inclusive economics. Any thoughts? Uh, Rudy or Dwight, either of you can jump in. Well, I think the first thing that, you know, we've kind of accomplished here in San Diego um, from our perspective is positioning, you know, both Dwight and myself in strategic positions to be part of the solution. What do I mean by that? Um, I'm going to be rolling on the board um, as an ex-officio member of EDC uh, in short order in the next maybe month or so. Dwight is already positioned um, at the committee level on um, on the committee for uh, inclusive e- growth and inclusive economics um, here in San Diego for EDC. So Rudy, can you say what EDC is for our listening audience? So just they, so everyone Economic will know. Development Corporation. Thank you. So Economic Development Corporation, they're an entity that's responsible for recruiting businesses to San Diego to set up shop and to advance the overall economy here in San Diego. So you know, here you have this yin and yang. We're this nonprofit organization who's a settlement house that's sitting next to this giant, um, you know, corporation, EDC, uh, which is tasked with actually attracting businesses like Qualcomm to San Diego. It's kind of like, what are we doing sitting at that table? 
well, you heard about our economic positioning, and I think, you know, being part of that solution is embedding yourself in that policy discussion. And so, um, you know, I'll let Dwight talk a little bit more about it, but that's kind of the first step uh, for now. Thank you. Right. Thank you. So, so it's all about employment, jobs, uh, starting with the ABC, any job, a better job, a career. At, at NHA, we are really focusing on creating good jobs. Again, by that, we mean a job that you can uh, support a family on with the wages or salary, uh, a job that provides uh, employer-sponsored health insurance, and maybe a job that even doesn't require a high level of a uh, college degree. Uh, but those are good jobs. But we also need to be mindful of, you know, entry-level jobs are needed so people can have their first work experience, but we encourage that you move up through the rank. Get your, again, any job, a better job, you find a career. Uh, for any job you have, child care has been one of the biggest barriers and one of the hardest things to tackle. Even those individuals that have the education and the transportation, sometimes child care is not affordable. Uh, NHA plays a solution with that as well. Affordable housing and transportation, I guess the idea is that if people can live close to where they work, that would solve part of the transportation problem. But again, affordable housing, you need to have a, a good job that pays a sustainable wage. I think these are all things that NHA realizes to the extent we can with our budget. I think we're doing a, a phenomenal job with that. But again, it's not just any job. You want jobs that you can support a family on, uh, not just the tours and hotel industry that you may not be able to support a family. You may have to have two or three of those jobs. We're looking to get our black and brown people who are historically not represented in the jobs of the future into these good jobs. That's what we're, that's our goal. Yeah, and, and, mm-hmm. and to piggyback on that, uh, Dwight, it's not just our goal, we've been doing it. You know, yeah. I, you know, we've, we've, um, looked at our, you know, median wage here at the company and, you know, we're over, somewhere over that 65, 70, uh, K per year mark. And to own a home or own your own home here in San Diego, it probably takes an individual or a couple. Um, or domestic, you know, partnership um, at about 150k or better to afford, um, you know, purchasing your own home. So we think we're doing well. Um, we 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 look at individuals that are buying new cars, individuals that currently have children in college that are able to pay uh, tuition so that those children can advance themselves in life, and so. We really look at the whole spectrum, and again, our DNA is built on inclusivity, and, and that's the third leg of the stool I have to keep coming back to because you're talking about individuals that are owning homes that are from sectors of this community that has, had historically been left out of the mix. And so I think that's why we get to sit next to the giants like EDC in Qualcomm and some of these big firms because they haven't mastered that inclusivity piece. Great. Thank you. Um, Dwight, any additional thoughts you might add to what Rudy has just shared or just other thoughts in general that you haven't shared today that you think might be helpful? 
uh, to our listening audience? Well, um, I, I feel, you know, nonprofit organizations such as NHA, you know, service organization, uh, people on the ground delivering services. There are other uh, philanthropic organizations that have a role to play as well. Uh, the funding should be dedicated to those individuals, those organizations that are doing the work in the community. Just keeping the doors open is enough. I believe our philanthropic community can play a much larger role. Uh, we're looking for uh, organizations to even think of um, safety and health and wellness are key components of inclusive economic uh, growth. Um, you know, you have to feel well about yourself. You have to be of a healthy mind and spirit to even participate and get up and go to work. So, you know, our communities need to be safe. You know, gun violence is rampant. That's an issue that should be tackled. I think that's part of economic inclusion, wealth and safety and health of our communities is so important. So. We are looking for the philanthropic community to step up and do more than just a traditional, but look at health and safety as part of their formula for invigorating and sustaining communities. Awesome. Sure. Thank you. And, Rudy, any final thoughts from yourself? Well, I think, you know, the, I'll say what I said to my colleagues um, on the committee um, for EDC uh, uh, inclusion um, uh, and, and, and um, you know, um, economic inclusion and, and um, uh, growth and prosperity, I said to them, you know, it's one thing to talk the talk. It's another thing to walk the walk. In my, you know, judgment of how successful that uh, we will be will be two and three years out. You know, I can't, you know, sit here today and tell you we're going to be successful I want to see us in our work and our action, and that really means all three pillars. You know, I know we're going to grow here in San Diego. It's inevitable. Uh, most folks are going to be prosperous because you just can't afford to be in this city. If you're not prosperous, it will force you out. And then the third piece is the piece I worry about the most, and that's inclusion. And I want to make sure that, you know, you don't just see um, people of color here at the neighborhood house you know, I want to see people of color all across this county working in for-profit, working in government, working in non-profit. And when that becomes part of our collective DNA, um, then I can turn around and I can say, yep, this vision worked, this concept worked, and how can we scale it? Wonderful. I think that both of you have just brought just uh, a lot to think about, a lot to noodle, a lot to emulate and, and uh, move forward in this conversation of inclusive economics, profit, uh, nonprofits, and leadership. So uh, thank you both. I love just the framing around growth, prosperity, and this emphasis on inclusive, I would say, um, inclusion. It takes me back also to that whole initiative that the Alliance has around advancing equity. I think that we're echoing each other across not only the city, but the nation and the need for greater um, inclusion. And, uh, Dwight, I have to say I love the focus and your summation around safety, health, and wellness and focusing on the um, that the person can't go to work, can't focus on what it is they're doing if we're not creating this space for a healthy mind, body, and spirit. And a lot of that also connects with our 
economic well-being. So uh, thank you so much to both of you, and thank you to our listening audience. Tune in every Wednesday at 2 p.m. Pacific Standard Time for Leadership Matters, informing leaders, inspiring solutions. Thank you again for tuning in. Leadership Matters with Dr. Cheryl White, Linda Schub, Gerald McFadden, Andre Howard, Tom Wall, and Rihanna Absar is broadcast live every Wednesday afternoon at 5 p.m. Eastern Time, 2 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. Have a wonderful week and make your leadership matter. Matter.